Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy. Standing six foot two, 292 pounds. The weight is climbing, but these episodes are airing out of order. So good luck keeping track, shitheads. All you gotta do is trust me. Johnny G from Nassau County, Long Island. Also joining me in the Hind My Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur is a senior dog, so he's currently not in here, but you let him live, won't you? Also joining me in the Hind Mighty Studios for the first time, I'm a fan of his podcast. Also, he's not a senior dog. He's a talented fucking comedian. From No Gives, we got Bridger Weinegger. Oh, Gabris. So nice <laughs> to see you. So nice to see you, too. Uh... How's how's how is that energy for you? Was it off putting? I I I was nervous that'd be off putting for a gentle soul like yourself. Well, I feel like you're stealing from my podcast. <laughs> right, right. To be fair, you call yourself the the major <laughs> major fuck boy, so it's like a little. <laughs> there's a little overlap, <laughs> and we're still a little louder over there. But uh, you're you're getting close. Yeah, you should, uh, every you guys should let, check out his podcast. Every episode, he flips out when someone gives him a gift and screams his fucking head off. It's wild. <laughs> there is bloodshed there's screaming there's tears nails clawing <laughs> it's everything you want in a podcast yes yes um how how have you been i uh i got covid over christmas uh oh you're kidding yeah so uh but i'm i'm back it, I, it didn't kick my ass too bad it did put me down for a couple of weeks but uh what was I, the experience like for you it was kind of like just a light congestion and like uh, fatigue and some general achiness. Like, it like the three years ago, like twenty eighteen, I would have just like gone to work and gone to restaurants, feeling just like spread that. What a, a different sickness. Exactly, exactly. Now I'm like a little more aware of like you know, stay home if you have the. But like when I was twenty eight, I could have like snot pouring out of my nose and be like, I gotta do this free improv show in the basement of a bar or else, you know, the show must go on. So uh, it didn't feel that bad, but it was one of those things where 
and I don't know how to explain this because I've been so particular about trying not to get it, but upon getting it, I felt like weirdly relieved. Like, of you know, course. <laughs> it was like getting the first scuff on a brand new pair of sneakers. You're like, well, all right, well, now they're just regular sneakers. Now I don't have to stress about this anymore. They're sneakers now. I could just wear them in the rain. Like, sorry. yeah, I, um, I got my boyfriend got COVID over Christmas. I had identical symptoms, but tested negative seven times. So now I, I'm in this weird spot where I'm like, I wish it could have just been COVID. I don't know what that was. <laughs> it must have been right. I, like, what other sickness was it? I, How it many seven throat. false negatives? Though seems a little crazy. <laughs> well, look, I'm a spectacular person. So. <laughs> yeah, you you are just. It's a kind of magic, you know, like you might just be fighting it in a way that we don't even understand. But what a ripoff if it wasn't COVID. I had the yeah. exact same symptoms. <laughs> and you can't like be like out at the re- at the restaurant coughing and being like, it's not COVID. Relax, people. Right. <laughs> you Everyone can't wear a chill out. <laughs> just a general uh, cold. OK, relax, everybody. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, my, I got it from my I got it from my wife. Uh, we we went. Early in December, we went international travel for the like for uh That's for our right. ten year anniversary. Upon returning, we tested negative. We were like, "Holy shit!" We did a cruise, flights, we made it. And then she goes to like two dinners in West Hollywood and comes home, and and she's like, oh. wakes up on Christmas Eve, and she's like, "I don't feel that great." I, and I'm like, "I hope it's not COVID." She's like, "Me neither." And then on Christmas Day, she wakes up. She's like, "I can't taste anything," and it's like, uh-huh. "Oh no." Get her a COVID test. She's got it. I'm negative. And I'm like, okay, it's Christmas Day. We live in an 800 square foot apartment. You can't go anywhere for 10 days. I feel like I might get this. And alas, <laughs> my friend, indeed I did two days How later. much longer did it take for you to get it? I didn't test myself. I got like symptoms like a day or two later. And then just didn't test myself until like a few days later. Cause I was like, if I have it, I'm not doing anything anyway. So I got a positive right. and I was like, okay, I'm a positive. And then didn't test again till like January 5th. And I got a negative uh, uh, January 4th and 5th got a negative both days. And I feel, and these were at home tests. These were at home tests, but that was about 13 days after I think I got it. So like, right. I felt like there was enough of a buffer, but now I feel kind of, indestructible I, that's I what know. i'm talking about what a ripoff for me yeah i'm gonna i'm going to like underground raves and shit i'm going <laughs> <laughs> no ventilation i'm in let's go people <laughs> i would be starting a church <laughs> i'm at hillsong five me. days a week just going ham with bieber's preacher <laughs> coughing and sneezing into each other's faces and eyes and shit we're living the dream over there yeah, I don't know. I'm I am kind of at a point. Well, I'm I'm not being reckless, but I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'm probably gonna get it anyway. Let's just speed up the process here. Yeah, it feels and it's it's insane. Like I don't understand how I'm supposed to behave anymore. You know what I mean? Like I, oh, I like no, no. I don't know what to do. I don't. I'm gonna make a handful of people mad, no matter what I choose to do with my <laughs> my life and how I handle COVID. But I was I was very good and following all the rules for a while and minimally going out and minimally and always masked up and then when i got it i was like well, all right well now i'm fucking i'm going to the, i'm gonna still wear a mask and shit but i'm in the movies every week i'm like not afraid of anything anymore i'm like well now i'm not if i'm gonna get it avoiding everything then i'm just gonna get it doing everything by the of rules course. like yeah i'm gonna fuck <laughs> let's go yeah. uh, let's go baby <laughs> <laughs> 
whoa, I just hit the chair lower button in, with my leg. You by accident. absolutely <laughs> shrunk. <laughs> that looks so tiny. Right <laughs> that now. was terrifying. I'm towering over you. Oh, and I, that was an accident. I truly, that was an accident that that happened. This I is swear entirely to God. entirely staged. I know. This you know me. I'm definitely a pre-planner. <laughs> Someone who puts in effort and has ambition and drive. <laughs> if listeners of this podcast know anything about me, I've been bitching about the same shit for five years. I've got nothing. But, I mean, the listeners already know this because the title of the episode's in the thing. But we, we right. were going to talk height. We're going to talk about height. We're going to speak on height. Finally, it's a summit time. on height, pun intended. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for two men, neither of any interesting height. <laughs> like, like it's not, I, I'm, it's not like you're four, eight and I'm six, 11. Like we're just like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel, I mean, I feel like you're, well, yeah, six, two is like kind of just a normal man height. Yeah. I feel like fi- I feel like five ten and five eleven is the normal man height, and six two is not tall. But you're just like, oh, that guy is just no one calls me tall. Above. Yeah, I, and it might be because I'm the the first signifier you see when you look at me is like fat or thick or big. Well, tall. you're just a large person. Yeah, I'm a large person. Also, we we've been mostly talking to each other over zoom. So it feels even crazier than it's like, right. We have no, truly I could be seven feet tall. And you're like three feet. Now we're just acting like we really know about each other's physical stature, which is fine. I'm like, I don't uh, even think I've but, seen you in person. And now we're sitting here like, actually I, we have briefly met. You probably don't remember this, but I probably do. at Scotty Landis's Halloween party. And, a few years ago, we met. Hell yeah. Uh, but you would not. I was dressed as Mary Berry from British Bake Off. Okay. I feel like you were in a toga or something. I I feel like one year I was uh, my wife, me, my wife, and our two friends, uh, two uh, hus- cu- uh, gay couple were Goldilocks into three bears, but we dressed like WeHo bears. Oh, so, perfect. Yeah. So that might have been the one year, but I, I, I've been there. Usually nearly blacked out at Scotty Landis's Halloween party. Yeah, you were no, you were stone cold sober when we we spoke, and we had a nice, thoughtful conversation. So, I mean, I've had your business stayed. card in my wallet for years, and I just didn't know what it was from. But I'm so sorry. <laughs> it must have been from this. Re- uh, yeah, I, I, I knew I knew you when you when I got the email asked to do. Uh, I said no gifts. I was like, I, I fucking, I know this dude from somewhere, and you know, circles, paths, right. Uh, Comedy uh, swamp, the comedy swamp, the bog, bog boys. Um, <laughs> how how tall are you? I'm five six. Five so I'm, six. I'm short. You're I, short. I'm, yeah. I'm not a tall man by any means. No. I mean, if I were one inch shorter, I would be. It would be like, uh, it would. I would stand out in a strange way. I feel like five six is maybe L.A. medium. Right, right, right. That- or L.A. average, not average, but. It's not, yeah, it's not like, like visibly short. Like if, if you're walking alone, like people wouldn't eyeball and be like, this guy is short. But if you're standing next to someone who's 5'10", be like, oh, he's shorter than that person. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. I'm not like phone book in the car short, but I'm uh, like in Utah or whatever, I'm very small. Okay. Is that where you're from? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I and mean, I was going to guess that based people. on your complexion, but I didn't want to... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to profile, uh, 
But I think white people are allowed to profile each other. I'm not sure. I think that's fair. <laughs> I'm not going to. Don't take Don't use me. Don't quote me on this, listeners. Don't try to be like, oh, I heard you're allowed. Uh, was was your height a thing for you uh, ever? Like, did is it is it something? I mean, it was one of the ideas you threw out for a topic. So I'm curious. Is it something that's affected you that's been on your mind? Are, I know stereotypically in the dating scene, in the heterosexual dating scene, women are like, I want a tall guy, but is it how is it in the gay dating scene? It's so interesting because uh, my height, I mean, it was such a huge thing growing up because, you know, and I think that's just among kids. It's like, if you're small, it's strange. And if you like playing basketball or whatever, it's, or like riding the rides, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. But until I came out, I felt short. And now I feel fine about it. Interesting. So I feel like I I shed whatever element of trying to be straight that I had, and I was like, oh, now, oh, it truly doesn't matter. But there, like, as a kid, it's like, can you like dumb kid shit, like jumping up and touching the top of a door frame, that kind I know. of thing, or being able to dunk a ball. It's like huge concern for me. And now I I love being small. Yeah, I I felt I my version of that was being like a chubby kid, like always like, you know, running up the stairs, playing with, you know, like doing all this all the same shit. And now I love that I'm a big fucking freak. Like I right. I, I, I'm I've I've come to terms with that when uh for a while now, but uh it was it was hard for me. I got a growth spurt my freshman year of college. I went from like 5'11 to 6'162. And that, that was a, in yes. what time span in like in, over like the course of my senior year of high school through my freshman year of college, like that two years, that 18 months or something like that. I grew because my dad was six, five and my mom is like five, four. <laughs> but uh, my dad was like, I got my growth spurt my, when I was 18, my, not when he was a senior in high school, cause he dropped out, but he's like, when I was 18 and I was like, oh, I hope I get a growth. And I'm 5'11 at the time, 5'10 in school. And I'm like, please let me get a growth spurt. Like there's like, <laughs> it, you're not an unusual height until you're like 6'4 or 6'5 as a man. I feel like, right. like once you're like getting to that height, then you're starting to be like, is this weird? Am I too tall to be a comedian? You know, like you start to get <laughs> You don't know a lot of super tall comedians. No, no. Because they, you know, they didn't have anything to overcome as a child. Right, right. <laughs> they didn't have to uh, wield comedy to uh, defend themselves <laughs> for a decade. You were, uh, so 5'11 to 6'2 in like a year and a half? Yeah. Did that, was that painful? It was, I had like, like, I have this knee condition called Osgood Schlatter from like growing too fast what like something like that and then also I in that time period like got a, a job as a beach lifeguard and like trained for it and got like lost like 25 pounds of like chubby kid fat too so I went away to like uh, freshman year of college like absolutely a different person than I was my senior year of high school. It was like, I was just like, I'm six one and tan and like have a six pack. And like just a year ago, I was like, had B cups and could not like jog. <laughs> oh my God. The dream transformation. Yeah. And then I just slowly undid that over the course of the next 20 years. <laughs> I think I put on 10 pounds a year until I was like 31, like from like freshman year of college. Good for like, you. <laughs> I like, as far as height, I have no recollection of ever growing. 
Like, I feel like I was always just short and like, I, w- I would love to have some history to look back and be like, how tall was I in 10th grade? I was probably, I must've been like five feet tall. I don't know, but I have no, I, I don't remember any growth spurt or anything. Yeah, it was do just you remember like, when you like, oh, I, I guess this is the tallest I'm going to be like, did that? No, I mean, I still, to this day, I'm like, maybe it's still around the corner. Okay. thirties, <laughs> you know, t- you know, medical science surprises us. Maybe <laughs> something will happen and I will like turn 40 and suddenly I'm six feet tall. Yeah, there's but- like creams you can rub on your shins to extend <laughs> it or some shit. Like some, uh, honestly, like the way like you, biotin is, helps you allegedly grow your hair. And if you're like, get a bad haircut, you take biotin. Like, is there something that like, if you make a dose this, you could get in like short people everywhere. Or like, oh man, I have mercury poisoning from e- trying to eat tuna to grow height or whatever. I bought this jar out of a, from a man out of a wagon. It's, I mean, I, I'm sick. If there was a supplement that made you grow, I feel like Joe Rogan would be selling it. So a thousand <laughs> yeah. percent. So well, he would have died of taking it. it. Like, yeah. We would hear him die on air from trying yeah. to. He would have to be buried in an eleven foot long coffin because he like overdosed on the height stuff and he's just like super long, like weird tapeworm size. Um how tall is he again? I think he, it's always worth bringing up. I I bet you he's like five eight. I bet you he's five like, eight. Okay, yeah, so he's, he's only he's not two tall. inches taller than me, and I'm short. Yeah, and I'm only guessing that he's taller than you because he's Joe Rogan, and I'm just very curious. Because yeah. he's got $90 million. <laughs> right, right. He stands on t- – He uh, according to this, he is 5'8", according to the internet, which is – Okay, he's paid for that. Yeah, well, if, he, if a man's height is out there as 5'8", it means he's 5'7". Right. For right. sure. Absolutely. Like, it's all like high school football. Every, like we had a football, like when we played in the big games in high school, they would like make a little program for you. And it's like John Gabris, number 78, defensive tackle or whatever. And the amount of kids in my high school who were six foot, 225 or six two, 250, because you got to like, you just like told the coach what you were and everyone like you thought the other team might read it. So everyone just like, at, and it was just like, how many kids have the builds of NFL linebackers? None of us do. And we're, it's so obviously, uh, obviously a lie. And everyone's just like, like a adding. grinder profile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the gayest thing I've ever heard. Dude, I just had a conversation about the Guido culture being weirdly so close, despite it being sort of a, a home Long Island Guido culture, which I was raised up amongst, uh, despite being sort of homophobic, is also weirdly very parallel. Like, like, oh yeah, it's very gym, like gym tanning, looking good, getting your hair done. <laughs> These are like first guys I knew to get manis and petties. Like, we're straight Guidos, and I was just like, this is fucking crazy, and. They were the most like, yo, no homo, bro, shit of my whole entire life. And it's like, in hindsight, I was like, guys, a little homo. Like, let's, I, I can admit to that. What we were doing was <laughs> we were obsessed with the male form. It happened to be our own. <laughs> but like, at some point, it gets to be a little gay. If you're reading five different muscle magazines a month, like you're starting to have some habits in common with. Like, it's- Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, look at the date. Uh, what is it? The David? Uh- Michael is it Michelangelo? Who yeah, David. Yes, Gay- Michael- I mean the Italians. I mean they've invent uh, they invented gayness. <laughs> right. right. 
of what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, David, a little less, a little more bashful. Perfect. You are the guy who can kill Goliath now. Peck her out, please. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> Do you want me to hold a sling or something like from the story? No, no, no. Hands behind your back. Dick out, please. <laughs> okay, Michelangelo. Whatever you say, you're the party, dude. Oh, Athletic Greens again. Thank you so much for continuing to sponsor the pod. Uh, big fan of your product. Here's one thing if we could have a little dig against it, I would recommend not spilling a bunch on your kitchen floor. Actually, to be honest, it was really easy to vacuum up, but my morning started with me accidentally dropping my little bag of athletic greens and spraying greens all over my floor and my bare chest and my new tattoo. That's okay because I was able to vacuum it up quickly, make myself a pint glass full of athletic greens and smash it down first thing in the morning so that it helps my digestion energy. It's, it's simple for me. I never minded that like the taste has always been good, but now I like it. Now it makes me feel like it's like that. And then a coffee is how I start my day every day. And it's keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. It's lifestyle-friendly, less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything. It's just a bunch of important stuff for your body, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in a simple powder. One scoop, some water, smash it down. It's a micro-habit with big benefits. It costs less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. That's why I make my cold brew at home, and that's why I use my own promo code, because right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mighty. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash mighty to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Sick. Plant people, the world's first mushroom gummy. So popular, it sold out twice, and now it's finally back in stock. You know I love my Wonder Day gummies. Ten research-backed mushrooms that have been used for centuries to help people achieve homeostasis or mind-body balance. It's boost your mood with lion's mane and shaga. Uh, You can reduce stress with shaga and reishi. Increase your energy levels with cordyceps and maitake. Improve focus with lion's mane and cordyceps. Nourish your gut microbiota with turkey tail and reishi. 100% vegan, USA-cultivated functional mushrooms, all of Plant People's products are third-party lab tested for purity, DNA verification, all that. Happiness, 100% carotene. Love them or get your money back. And then here's the highlight. It makes I, – I feel more consistently balanced over time. I have been sleeping better. I'm not – you know, it's hard to pinpoint which exactly is causing that for myself. But I'm going to keep it a part of my daily regimen, two a day. And the reason why it's very easy for me to have two of these gummies a day – because they taste kind of like Swedish fish. And that makes them delicious. I want more. So go to try.plantpeople.co slash mighty to get 15% off your first order with code mighty. That's T-R-Y dot P-L-A-N-T-P-E-O-P-L-E dot C-O slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Love, feeling wonderful, or your money back. Also, always, all the ads are in the show notes. Click and go nuts. 
mighty. Did you ever feel short as a kid? Was there any point when you felt small? I would feel I I ran with all ran. How old am I? I I, I hung out with older <laughs> with kids. A tough crew. <laughs> yeah, I ran with a crew. I did run with like a dirt bag older kid crew when I was like a freshman. I hung out with like juniors and seniors, and I was big enough to be like around their size. I was always like, I was never super tall, but I was never small. And because I also was like a thick boy from from the jump off, I was never considered small. And uh. You know, I was getting called big man by bouncers with my fake ID and shit, which is like anyone over 250 pounds is just called big man for life by bouncers. Right. And they're well, the only so people is anybody to under 5'7". Right, right. Big it's guy. sort of like we're the two. Hey, what's up, big guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's me and you walking into a bar together. You on my shoulders. <laughs> 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 Sitting on my shoulders. What's up, big guys? Yeah. <laughs> In my like mid twenties, I was at an ice cream place with some friends, and the waiter, uh, like I ordered a milkshake, and it was one of those ones where they like pour it into the cup for you in front of you or whatever. Yeah, the and they leave the remnants thing. in like the big uh, metal. Yes. Kit. Yeah, yeah, I love the that waiter shit. who was probably nineteen said he did it for me and said, "Here you go, big guy." Like I was eleven years old, and <laughs> just the <laughs> most mortifying <laughs> feeling in the world. You're like, please let a fucking nuclear strike hit this friendlies right now. I need to die. <laughs> Big guy. Not, oh, not a great thing to hear. No, 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 no. <laughs> that sucks, man. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, nobody wants to be called a big guy because unless they're a medium person and then they're right. like, because you know, if you're if you know yourself, if you're in your heart are uh, under heighted or on the smaller side when you get called big guy it's not inflating in any way and when you're actually a big guy it's like i know shut up i just like (laughs) sweating putting these fucking jeans on i know i'm a big guy relax (laughs) right maybe just don't call somebody by their physical characteristic yeah what's up brunette Just nothing. What's up, you beard guy? <laughs> okay. Just say hello. <laughs> like no big <laughs> like that's me because I try to be I like forget people's names pretty frequently, but I'm good with faces. And so I'm always saying like my man or what's up, handsome, or like there she is, like just stuff like that. Like <laughs> and I'm telling on myself right now to anyone, like I just constantly do stuff like that. Oh, I've gotten so bad with names. I think also <laughs> pandemic, like not seeing people as often has, I like I will, I ran into somebody recently, I was trying to refer to a, a mutual friend who we, like as a dear friend, could not remember her name. Just oh, man. horrifying. I don't, may- know, I don't know if there's any solution to that at this point. No, I don't know. And here's my solution. Whenever I even see someone, so, for example, I'm going to use you as an example. We run into each other in six months at a party. I will go up to you and go, hey, Bridger, right? Yeah, it's John Gabris. And you'll go, I know. And I go, I know, you know, but I'm just making sure, like, I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to make you feel bad. Like, and if I don't know the person's name, I go, hey, John Gabris, good to see you again. They're like, I know who you are. I'm like, yeah, but you could just say your name right now and we can get over it. Like, <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's very smart. And yeah, then, it's just about tricking people. Yeah, and like I say, and they go, I go, I'm sorry, I'm so bad with names. I assume everyone else is, and I will just 
introduce myself and prevent anyone from like we could just eliminate that and part of let here we go public psa part of eliminating that is don't ever say to someone what's my name don't ever that creates two unhappy people guaranteed like if they do know your name it's not a big victory for you and it stress them out if they don't know your name it's humiliating for both parties just leave also it it just confirms to that person why they don't know your name in the first place. It's because you're you're a terrible human being. Yeah, there's there's no point in remembering this asshole. Yeah. <laughs> because you behave like a dick. I hate you. It's because I, mean, I, just, I hate you. You say to someone face to face, yeah, okay, I didn't remember your name. And you want to know why? It's because I fucking hate you. All right, well, any new auditions? <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to get to a point where I'm just telling people to their face that I hate them. <laughs> just beautiful honesty. I we're, think that would be very beneficial. We're only a few years away from like pure dripping unfortunate honesty. Like we're ready to fuck. <laughs> Cuz it's like eventually like we're going to swing back the other way from all the bullshit of social media and it's going to be like when we get together we're real with each other. <laughs> like we're forced to be yeah. true. Like like my our gen, my generation, our generation the, are going to be like revolting, being like these kids in their smartphones. We get together and we say, you know what I hate about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I could I would really appreciate just dropping feigned politeness. And there are a lot of people I don't like. Yeah, and I understand there is a lot of people who don't like me. Yeah. I under, They understand there's a lot of people I don't like. I understand that we still have to interact due to the functionings of society and the entertainment industry. Let's just let it happen and no one get bothered on either side. Just fucking ignore each other. Huh. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> just fucking keep it moving. <laughs> I'm fully on board with that. Uh, height sort of stops being a thing, like, once you're no longer like doing sports or like in high school or college, really like, right. Like height is like less of an issue unless it's internalized in some capacity, like, which I I know a lot of people deal with that, but like no one is like, it's not, it doesn't matter once you're in your twenties, like how tall you are. It's like really like, and then hearing about short straight guys on dating sites, like, I do feel like that's a backlash to a thing that is not as much of a thing anymore as either. I don't, th- I can't imagine that's really a thing, right? I mean, no. that much of it, I don't know. I, I, Women- it's hard for me to speak to it. But- <laughs> right, right. It's hard for both of us to speak to the straight dating scene uh, for two totally different reasons. I, right. I've never even been on a date. I've been with my wife since 2003. So I don't oh even know. Oh my God, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, we started dating in college before you would go on a date with someone you would just like hook up and then say do you want to be my girlfriend and that's right. what i did 19 and she years met ago. you at full height she met me at full height and i think that was part of the and All right and she's not and she's not gonna like me sharing this but her boyfriend before me uh was very short uh he was a squirt <laughs> yeah great He's guy jacked tattoos lead singer of a band but <laughs> what very, very interesting guy but she's swung the pendulum in the other direction and went with a fat crazy comedian so alcoholic he made comedian. the right move <laughs> yeah. yeah we all i i definitely benefited from that i'm assuming she you know she's along for a, quite the ride at this point so she better be game how tall is your wife she's like five four five 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 four okay yeah yeah and for women that's like 
average. I think so. Yeah, I believe okay. so. But see, that, that's what I do think also the women wanting tall guys, again, just guess, you know, all hypothesis. Like, that. I, I like mocked Joe Rogan earlier and now I'm fully in his case. Like I'm fully just going, here's my theories about <laughs> dating <laughs> <laughs> fully uninformed. What, what, can we pull that up on YouTube? Uh, <laughs> but I do think part of it is like, that's an old attitude too of like women wanting like the, the protector type or the, like the large, like that's not a totally. thing anymore. Women are alphas as well. Like women are in charge of their life. Like, and, I, I, for one, would, am very attracted to women who are taller than me. It's, you know, a, not as frequent of an occurrence, but I'm very sure. into it. Um, my friends who are of height, uh, the women are beautiful. Shout out Michelle Collins, uh, good <laughs> friend of the show, uh, guest of the show. Um, we, <laughs> I just throw up in the middle of that. Uh, I feel like women are okay with a guy being like most women I know are okay with a guy being shorter than them now. Like Look, I, they gotta be it's 20 fucking 20. I'm happy to speak for every single woman on the planet right now. <laughs> Thank you. They're, they're, they're fine with short men. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I also, I don't blame a woman if they want, if you know, if you want a taller person in the relationship to reach something. Right. I mean, that's the only reason, the only effect that being short has on me at this point is not being able to reach the top cabinet. That's well, why I bought a kitchen stool. Yeah, we have a kitchen stool as well for my wife. I don't need it, but I need her to get stuff off the bottom shelf because we have such a small apartment that if I try to crouch down, I bulk up and I like don't fit in between the cabinets. So if something's like low in and and in there, I have to send her. And if it's you know above, this six is my feet, relationship. My yeah. boyfriend's six two. I get the things down low, and he can. Gra- and when he's not around, I've got the kitchen stool, which is so empowering. I was just about to ask how tall your boyfriend was, and that is very interesting. He's um, he's my height of av- above average height. But- he's a six two uh, man, so we uh, I think we have like the floor to ceiling covered, basically as yeah. far as reaching. <laughs> yeah. I'm you're scurrying around on the lower levels. He's up in the rafters. You guys together can cl- Pippi Longstocking your uh, your house in no time. <laughs> you're on the ground with like brushes on your knees and uh, hands scurrying around. He's got him on his hands scrubbing the ceiling, He's getting and- the cobwebs, etc. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's the exact picture. <laughs> Cobwebs, etc. <laughs> um, now, do you find yourself in any situations where your height is like an advantage? Like what? Oh my god, on a plane? Oh, I feel so uh, spoiled. As far as I mean, on, on like it's fine, but for somebody over, literally, if you're over five six on a plane. Hell, it must be. It's not even that great for me. No, it's it's not comfortable for like children on a plane. Like so, it's like for me, it's unfortunate. Like, uh, thank God, God bless, uh, working for TV shows that send you first class because then you get a oh, taste of it and you're dream. like, this it is spoils you. Yeah, you're like, oh, I could actually fit in this chair. So, sometimes <laughs> I have to like jam myself into the fucking chair, and then on the plane, I'm. A heavy set guy, but I also am like broad shouldered and like long limbed. So when I'm sitting in the, I sit in the aisle to have room, and but when I'm sitting in the aisle, I'm just taking fucking hips and uh, bar carts oh, to the fucking course. shoulder over. People just Awful. like 
and I'm like, I know I'm in the aisle here, okay? Like, I understand, but I don't have a physical choice. Can you just slow down when you ding me in my fucking humorous with a fucking <laughs> bag of Bloody Mary bottles? Jesus. It's not fa- the airline industry. I mean, I think it just needs to be shut down for like five years and let it, let it catch up. It, it's yes. insane to me. It's such garbage. It's so crazy the way the hoops you have to jump through and the way you're treated to go on a plane and it costs you a thousand dollars. Like the fact that it also costs you a fortune. It's like, wait, I'm berated from the fucking moment. I, I am attacked by traffic getting in and out of your poorly designed airport. No matter which one it is, is a clusterfuck of cars. And I will stand up for Burbank. Okay. Fair enough. I live close to LA, uh, closer to LAX. So I rarely Uh, fly out of Burbank. Uh, you're treated like absolute shit, like, oh, get in that long line. Oh, your bag. You have too much stuff, you fucking pig. Give me $50. And you're like, here, sorry. And then it's like, oh, here you go. Hey, you're only allowed to bring one of these things on with you, okay, you asshole. Okay, sorry. And then you go up to security, and they're like, shoes off, man. Nah, fuck you. And they just like ranting, and you're just like, what the fuck? And you're, I have like noise-canceling headphones on, and someone's like, put your thing on the thing, and then your thing. And it's like, is this helping anyone you fucking assholes and at that moment is when i'm always like i paid nine hundred dollars for this flight <laughs> i could have bought 80 bus passes <laughs> I and it would have been comparable <laughs> i made nine hundred dollars for this and this is how you talk to me if i spend two hundred dollars in a hotel they they'll bring you up a single mint you know what i mean like <laughs> It's in fear. And then you get on the plane and they're like, all we have are pretzels that we put on the floor and you got to eat them with your. It's like, what? It's like, yeah. And everything is like, yeah, because of COVID, we everything is worse and costs the same. And you're like, OK, <laughs> wait, what? We have uh, hot water and soup crackers. Um, what did it, what uh, was your flying situation on your recent trip? Because it was a long flight. It was a it was a eight hour flight. Uh, luckily. My wife and I do the gamble where we take the aisle and the window seat and pray that no one would buy oh, a middle. So smart. And worst case scenario, like when we're doing like a smaller domestic flight, worst case scenario, if someone does book the middle, they're always game to take the window and me and my wife, you know, so right. we can sit next to each other. On the way down, we had nobody in the middle and it was like, oh, hell yeah. Oh. It was a dream. Still not comfortable. It was still a small plane and my father-in-law is like fucking reclined right up to my nose i'm like oh i hope you're comfortable uh well actually let me ask you about that i'm curious uh what's your feeling on reclining on planes do you support it i don't fully it never works out the way it's such a it it's too fucked up to have that power but everyone on the plane has that power i don't understand the outrage about it it's like that that is an option. The airline has trusted me to recline the seat. Don't get mad at me. I, th- I I think the airline could do a little zhuzhing of their reclines because if if you have like a laptop open on your tray and someone reclines, Awful. it like doesn't fit. Yeah, you could crack your fucking screen. I've like I've like someone reclines and on certain planes, it's like well now I can't even use the little TV thing because it's just like, and then you have to recline too just to like be able to breathe. Like it it. It's hard. And it, and I already have such little bit of room there when someone reclines. It really and I'm cla- I'm claustrophobic and that uh, activates me in some capacity where I start like bugging out. But are you reclining? If not always because okay. I 
I try to glance behind me. If it looks like the person behind me is like asleep and lean back, I'll like I'll I'll go back a little bit. But like I'm rarely trying to fall asleep on a plane. Uh like if it's a red eye, I'll try I'll recline, but I don't need to be reclined. I'm uncomfortable reclined. I'm uncomfortable sitting up. Like it's like six to one, half a dozen yeah, of the that's other. That's true. Room. Neither option is ideal. Yeah, it's not like reclining, you're like, oh now I can relax. <laughs> My knee is still <laughs> pressed into this sharp ass magazine pouch. Uh, and then on the flight home me and my wife took the ILN window and there was a dude who's like that's me in the middle and I was like oh you're in the middle okay and I got up he's like unless you want to sit next to your wife and me and my wife looked at each other and we're like no she can only really sleep by the aisle and this was like an overnight <laughs> uh, by the window and this was an overnight flight and I'm like I'm not sitting in the middle for eight hours bro it's you. This dude sat in between me and my wife for like a full eight-hour flight. Didn't look at his phone. Didn't read a Ooh. book. He just like sat there and closed his eyes and didn't move. He peed once. I was like, okay, that's not a bad gig to have some rando in between you. Yeah, that's not bad. That's a. I mean, as good as it's gonna get. I mean, that gamble of like leaving that middle seat open is you are running the chance of getting a real freak or somebody who's like is not in control of their life and the only reason they're at the middle seat is because they didn't plan ahead and they're a yeah, mess. Yeah, it's like a last minute trapped. person. That's the person who's late too because right. I have a rule when we do that, we do not talk about the possibility of it being empty until they're like, we hear the doors are closed. You know what I mean? Like we like we, we don't we don't flip it up and start putting stuff in the middle until the doors close because you can jinx yourself so easily. with mm-hmm. And and you making me realize and it's because that person who booked that last minute middle seat is usually the one who's like just getting on the plane with like a fucking large hot coffee and a cat or something and they're like i'm in the middle there and they have like a bunch of newspaper with them and you're like oh my god i gotta sit next to the fucking lady from home alone too vomit at the airport bar (laughs) just the worst person Oh man, it sucks. You can only get four little bottles of Tito's from the lady. It's like, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I have been that person also though because I I fly so much for you know touring or whatever. But right, right. Back in the day when I would fly for UCB touring, it was even shit because they're just picking the cheapest flights they can possibly. I cannot imagine a UCB booked flight. It was. What does that look like? A UCB booked flight and hotel was like the most disparaging. I can't believe I tore, I did tour call for like three years. It's like the most easy way to be mistreated. It's like, wait, you guys each want your own hotel rooms. It's like, uh, yeah, we're 25 year old men and women now. Like we can't stay. No woman should have to stay with like me and the other fat guy who snores on Torco. Like, let them have their own. And I don't want to stay with anyone else, too. Like, I want to take a dump in the morning in peace. Whatever. Of course. It's such a shitty situation. And then I'm boarding last because I'm going, I'm in the worst section. And I could see people eyeballing me when there's like two seaters and they're going, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And then I see visible relief in their body and body and like body language and posture when I pass them and they're like, oh, okay, someone's small. And because I'm like, a f- giant man with a beard who's usually got like a baseball hat, noise canceling headphones, sunglasses, like a ki- like I dress like a child. I have a backpack, and they're like, "Oh, I got to sit next to fucking Warren from There's Something About Mary." On this entire- <laughs> <laughs> 
and you see like palpable like oh as i pass them and like as i i got a shout out uh former guest of the show and friend drew tarver we were going to south by southwest for a tour for tour shit one time and i had a middle seat in a row and he had the aisle and he's like dude and not even us together he was like, you can have my aisle seat. I'll jump in the middle. Oh, my like, God. What a sacrifice. What a sacrifice. Uh, like, truly, I was like, dude, thank you so much. He's like, yeah, I'm smaller than you. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, Drew I, is very slender. He's very slender. I'm very appreciative of he that. He could be movement. in like a broom closet. Yeah. He, oh, he, he asked me to put him in, in my garment bag. <laughs> <laughs> just slide me into the... <laughs> just slip in. Hang me up in the... I'll you just can hang you there me like when, a cocoon. I mean, you can iron me when we get to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Planes. Yes. What about... What kind of, what kind of car do you drive? Does that... Uh, I drive uh, a Hyundai Ioniq, which is kind of like Hyundai's Prius. Oh, okay. So it's cool. small. It's small. What now, do you drive? I drive uh, a Volkswagen station wagon, so it's not okay. it's not small per se, but it's not particularly big. It's like a normal person car. It's a normal per yeah. It's a normal dad car. A lot of forty year old men drive a wagon, but most of them have children. I'm, <laughs> I just need the space for my beach chairs to stay in there permanently. <laughs> like my wife and I are so fucking packed into this house, this tiny apartment that she like store stuff for work in her car and i have like the beach chairs a beach umbrella in my car like year round it's like not, no choice but uh, why not that's actually not a bad idea that i mean where else are you gonna store it? and then you don't have to drag it to the car yeah i'm not going like grocery shopping like a father of five like i don't need like oh, i need all the space i need to lay down the back right. so i can pick up plywood to make a deck or whatever i'm not like that i'm a <laughs> fucking city boy i don't do any of that shit uh so I don't like, yeah, I could just keep crap in my car. Oh, but I'm saying this. So you didn't feel the need to get a car that made you feel big in any way or oh like some kind God, of. Oh my God, give me a break. I, that's so embarrassing when you see a small person get out of. I think we need to ban cool cars in general, but like. <laughs> I, think there, a... I think we should start talking size limit of cars for sure. I think oh, cars 100%. are getting too fucking big. Yeah, especially. A short person should not be allowed to drive a cool car, as far as I'm concerned. I think we all just need to have... This is why I, I could never be the ruler of a country, because I would say everyone gets the blandest, most vanilla car. We're not, nobody gets to be cool. So I think you'd get a nice, sensible car. Government-mandated cars. They're all yes. just like blank. <laughs> You're lucky if you get to pick the color. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad to hear you don't drive like a Land Rover Defender or something like that what, to make yourself. What, let me ask you your thought on the Land Rover Range Rover. It, it that car, nothing sends me into a rage like seeing a Land Rover Range Rover uh, G wagon. Any of yes. those cars, I'm like, yeah, I, I can't do it. Yeah, like the new ones that I'm like, I I don't think you're taking this off roading. I know no. you know, like uh, you're parking at the vegan restaurant in west hollywood like right, to you know? tweet about climate change and <laughs> right. then... dude these cars are fuck my car was in the shop my uh golf because the wagon because it leaked during the rain which uh it still smells like mildew in there i gotta get it cleaned i in 2010 my honda fit another small uh, car which i highly recommend leaked uh i left it in la for two weeks went home came back Stepped into the car at 11.30 at night, heard a splash. There were four inches of water in the car. It's Had so an absolute meltdown. <laughs> and it's crazy because, like, 
that was the one week it rained in LA. Yeah. Like, like it's like it doesn't even rain here, and now my car is flooded. This is bullshit. The smell will no will never go away. It'll smell like a terrarium forever. Just be aware of that. Yeah, my car already like it does. I'm like I'm going to get it like steam cleaned uh, this weekend just to try anything. Nightmare. Oh. Did you leave a window open or something? No, apparently like a leaky gutter or something like that. They said uh, it has one of those giant sunroofs that open. So like I feel like it's a little uh, you're sure, sure. asking for it a little bit. But there was like that little rainstorm uh, in mid December, and it like was like three days, and that's when I got in my car, and there was like condensation on my fucking dashboard and, yeah and like a bunch of water in the back seat and it smelled and i was like uh-oh so i took it to the uh the dealership on december 23rd and then it started 10 days of raining in la <laughs> and thank fucking god I, I happened to put it in there but the oh this long fucking perfectly told story is all because i want to get to <laughs> they're like here's your lo- your uh, look, we're going to need to keep your car for a few days. And it was like a couple of days before Christmas. They're like, and because of the holidays, we probably won't get it till, you know, end of December. So we need to get you a loaner car. Uh, just hang around here. We'll bring the loaner car around. They bring the loaner car around and it's a Volkswagen Atlas, which is their. What is that? Exactly. What is that is what I said. I'm like, what is the Atlas? And they're like, I'm like, no, 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 no. When they pull it around, it's one of it's their three row SUV. It's like the oh, biggest car I've ever suburban. And I'm, yeah, it's a suburban. It's the size of a suburban. And I'm like, oh, I don't I sh- <laughs> like I street park my car in West Hollywood. I cannot have this car. And they're like, it's the only one we have. I'm like, miss, this thing is too fucking big. I do not like big cars. I brought a wagon in. You can't leave. And also, it's raining this day, and the dealership is in downtown. And I'm like, I have to get in this car for the first time in the rain and take, like, (laughs) drive through downtown LA in the biggest fucking car I ever drove. I My wife was like, my wife drives an SUV, uh, uh, but not a huge, enormous one, but way bigger than my car. But she was like, you are so whiny. I'm like... She said that I was getting a little too conspiratorial because I was like, these cars are just made to run over protesters is what I kept saying. <laughs> I support you in that thought. I, I believe that. I was like, I don't want not to go too full lefty trash here, but these cars that makes are, perfect sense. You don't need a shoulder high hood like that's no, 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 on no. me. That's that's a hood. The hood of your car would be over your head, Bridget. That makes no sense. If you were standing in front of the car, they could run you over because they did not see you. That's they were bad. designed to kill Bridgers. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's who's at protests. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I've never heard of the Volkswagen Atlas. That must be a deeply unpopular car. I think, yeah, it's either deeply unpopular or new, like one of their new. And it's right. like, and that's, if it's new, that makes me upset that uh, car model, uh, car manufacturers think they have to like join the giant car race. It's like, can't everyone just makes the same kinds of cars now it used to be like you know now it's like honda has this 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 and this and then toyota has a matching version volkswagen has a matching Mm -hmm. version bmw everyone has their matching version it's like all cars even look the same now too like across like there's so little disparity amongst cars and so people just keep getting bigger and bigger fucking i know like 
comedians in LA who are getting pickup trucks. And I'm like, what the I fuck know. do you need this for? Yeah, Sir Lester. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Sir Lester. Carl Tart, Drew Tarver. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to name You're these on truck blast, owners. Bitches. <laughs> and every one of you is going to pick up a plant from the Home Depot for me. Yes, it won't but, fit in yeah, my you're going to help me fucking move. You're going to use this <laughs> yeah. car for fuck's sake. <laughs> I will be counting on you in the future for some stupid thing that my car can't hold. Well, the thing I do forget about some people having pickup trucks is you're, uh, you mentioned you're from Utah. I'm from uh, Long Island, New York. A lot of these guys are from the South that we discussed. And right, like, that is right. like, you, that's pickup truck car. culture. Yeah, it's truck culture. So you're like, I, I called it a pickup car. That's how you know I'm <laughs> not a truck culture guy. Exposed is not, uh, not a true truck fan. That's a shame. Nope. Not a big old trucker over here. I have trucker, trucker ass, and that's about it. <laughs> Do you have like a dream car? Is there a car that you would love to own? Yeah, there's. There's a few like I would like to have like a vintage Bronco or a vintage SUV, like like some of the old body models with an electric engine. And oh, I would that's that is the true dream to get the car like an old car like that and have enough money to turn it into an electric car. And that's that seems to be people who are doing that now. And it's like for the ultra rich, obviously. But that's something that's on my mind is like eventually getting. A, a, an electric SUV or an electric. I want something that I could foreseeably uh, live in as well, like that. So my next car I'm gonna do is like a Subaru Outback, so I could use it for like oh, camping. Those are so nice. And to kind of, if I wanted to sleep in it somewhere, I could. And then, right, right. Uh, Volkswagen's allegedly coming out with an electric bus in a few years, and if that doesn't feel oh too crazy God, to drive, dream. yeah, I might, I might rock that. Like that would be kind of cool, but. I, something in that world, and eventually, even though I street park, so it would be weird to have an electric car, <laughs> would never be able to charge it. Uh, it does. I would like to have a hybrid or electric vehicle. I would like to have a hybrid ASAP, and then down the road, an electric or something. What about you? You have a dream car? Yeah, I like for a long. My brothers, and my dad were so obsessed with car culture and truck culture and all of that that I kind of uh, rejected it for a long time. I didn't really care, but recently I've become kind of obsessed. I do have one favorite car called the Subaru Brat, which was like late 70s, early 80s. It's like a mini, it's like a mini El Camino, basically. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, they're it's cute. Beautiful cars. And they, yeah. have, and they have little seats in the back. And then their Dodge had a like competing model called the Dodge Rampage. And there's one in Highland Park that is for sale that is haunting me. I, I'm so tempted but i feel like it's just going to be a life ruining decision if i buy it but those are weird those are weird cars too they're, they're not very strange looking they're yeah they're, they're not like, traditionally good looking cars i i think they look great they just feel like they don't make a lot of sense it's like oh fine i have a two-seater car and a f half of a flatbed behind me like what am i a putting truck that can do nothing <laughs> that can carry can like a dozen eggs yeah you can carry a nightstand <laughs> to the melrose <laughs> trading post <laughs> It's more for, it feels like this sort of little thing that you just tool around the neighborhood in yes. type of car. And then maybe, like, I guess you could put something in the bed of that truck, but not a lot. Not much, yeah. Maybe like a goat, I don't know, some small animals, that kind of thing. But that, a... uh, if, if I ever have the money, I want one of those turned into an electric car. Oh, amazing. Yeah, my wife and I always talk about having a third car that is, like, our fun car that we, like... Uh, this is the car I drive to work in. That's the car you drive to work in. And then we have this 
but we don't we live in an apartment with one parking space so we don't even have <laughs> just litter your neighborhood with your car yeah we're just like oh yeah we got to hold on it's street sweeping day i got to move four cars around west hollywood <laughs> I got to keep roll of quarters on my belt like a fuck. I work at timeout <laughs> arcade so I can keep paying all the meters and shit. It's a part time job maintaining seven hours cars. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> I'm sprinting around like a valet jogging across traffic and shit. <laughs> Reading street signs, like trying to remember. Oh, okay. Two, oh, two hours. Okay. Set my timer for an hour, 59 minutes. I'll be right back out. <laughs> Did you drive in Long Island? I did drive uh, on the island, uh, and I, I had an 89 Buick Century Custom. Uh, oh, a beautiful car. Beautiful car. My family was of the... Uh, it was, a lot of people's families were of the financial level of like, uh, oh, you're 17? Well, then when I need a new car... You can have my old one. It's like, yeah, sure. yes, thank you, Dad. And so, like, that was the so I got I inherited my dad's car, which I really loved. And it was my first car driving around, loved it. Drove my mom's minivan a bunch, uh, uh, because she would let me. And then I, with the money I got from uh, my graduation, I bought a uh, Jeep Cherokee Sport, like the oh, that's a fancy car, the the boxy one, the not the one that is just and like no frills and i fucking loved it oh it was like what well, it was like what year was it? it was like a 99 too i it was like a 98 i owned it in like oh three oh four and it was so fucking cool no frills and i loved it and then i moved to like brooklyn and i just never car. fucking used it i was like it stayed at my mom's house it was like shit and now i'm like a broke actor and i'm like collecting unemployment i'm like sell my car to like a, a guy from the ucb for like fucking six grand or whatever and i'm like all right now i got a year's worth of rent right here you know it's like <laughs> let's start fucking around with this money now yeah <laughs> uh but a, a cherokee would be a nice car to get again but i would want like electric lifted you know right. I, I, uh, I want to be able to put a little air mattress in the back there i love those nice boxy cherokees i think that that's a very good looking car yeah we were kind of shitting on the land rover and the and the range rover earlier but the land rover defender like their 90s version and like i'm not familiar that's the one that that looks like a safari vehicle that looks like oh, you know okay. it doesn't look like it you're supposed to really have it on the road and it's right. just a fucking gorgeous gorgeous car and i would i would like something like that potentially too like i like the old rugged like wrangler adjacent sort of like this doesn't everything got a little sleek for a while in the 2000s i miss like, like the kind of weirdly round edges that yes yes that you don't love in an suv i want like I I love the fucking Woody, the like, and even the knockoff oh, Woody, course. the Grand Wagoneer or whatever that was. Like I wanted that shit for so bad. Those are too. beautiful cars. Beautiful cars. Ah oh, man, what a macho conversation we're having. <laughs> <laughs> I've come for your straight listeners. <laughs> yeah, they're all yours. <laughs> t t go go with uh, you know via con Dios, via con Bridger. Head over to <laughs> I said no gifts, straighties. You're gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> straighties totally awesome straighties um <laughs> well bridger this is 
This has been. I'm glad to know your height so that I can like eyeball you from a distance. Now I could be like, that's not Bridger. <laughs> that person's too tall. As I drive around Highland Park. Uh, <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty. This was a fucking oh, blast. Thank You're you so for funny. Having me. What a wonderful time. Always. Where can uh, some of these, uh, where can my mouth breathing listeners find you and <laughs> check out what you're doing over there? Uh, I've got the podcast. I said no gifts. You can come listen to that. And then I guess I'm on Instagram. And uh, watch the after party on Apple TV. I don't know when this is coming out, but it's a very fun show. Murder mystery with a great cast. Oh, nice. Yeah. A buddy of mine uh, was a writer producer on it. Anthony King. Did- of course. Anthony yeah. King. This mega sweetheart. Oh, heck yeah. Well, I'm excited. Now I'm even more excited for the after party. Yeah. Uh, I wrote on that. And later this year, there'll be a show called Blockbuster coming out that we're working on right now for Netflix. So. Oh, take, that's awesome. Uh, take a peek. Check it out. And. Whatever you're listening to High and Mighty on, take your phone out right now, search I Said No Gifts, and subscribe. Maybe get around to listening it, but at least subscribe. At Just least get some false numbers. and forget. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like gym membership shit. Set it and forget it, you know? <laughs> Just let me think you're listening. Let me think I'm swaying the masses from a distance. <laughs> I'm at Gabrus on all social media. You can my other podcasts are Action Boys at actionboys.biz with a Z. And every Monday night at 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern, I'm talking movies on the Spotify Green Room app in a little show called The Movie Buff. Check it out over there. Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. (laughs) It's it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. (laughs) Now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I pity the roommate. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. Action boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.